On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Man, it feels good to be back. It feels like forever since it's like just been like us four. You yeah. know, we got Jenny, Zach, yeah. and Matt in here, and it's like it's it's kind of feels like forever since I've been here. The gang is back together, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? We are excited. We were well. We were excited to have Heath back until he came into the studio <laughs> with this story about what just happened. I'm to excited. Him. I, see, I don't even want to tell you. It makes it sound like I, I'm like happy or like bragging no, about it. No, he's or something not. It's just a like, funny thing. Yeah, well, it was pretty funny. Here's what's nice about it. I definitely married up, and I'm fully aware of this. Mm. But everybody reminds me that on a regular basis. So for me to be pumping gas, and a woman walk up to me and go, hey, my sister thinks you're cute. Here's her number. She's going to kill me for get doing this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> was actually kind of nice because I always get constantly told how... I'm married I'm up and I'm always complimenting you, babe. So it felt felt pretty cool. <laughs> this happened nice. <laughs> I this guess I need to give him more love. <laughs> this happened on the way to the studio, yeah. right? Like this yeah, was yeah. just and he now. Does look very handsome, by the way. If you guys are watching on the video version or like the Facebook Live version. Um, well, thank you, Maury. You're welcome. A sharp dressed man. Speaking, of, we we call each other like Babe and Maury and all these pet names. And the gal who does my hair, um, shout out to Jean Philippe Salon in Dallas, was like, um. She's used to watching me on the news, like yeah. in a very professional environment. She goes, I'm, I'm liking the podcast, but are you supposed to be calling him babe? <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's the beauty of a podcast is you get to be yourself yeah. and like yeah. let this a little bit. <laughs> well, now you get the it reminder of the two-year-old that repeats everything because like Jenny like, oh, I see you, babe. And then you hear Brighton, okay, babe. And Brighton will call me <laughs> babe. And I'm like, oh, we can't really do that, Brighton. We, you know, only, yeah. That's only for your mama. So I came in here so on fire after this conference that I've only been at for a couple of hours. We're going to have to fill everybody in on that yeah. third segment. Okay, third. Okay, I'll hold it for the third segment. But you guys, you I can. just have so much to tell you about but i'll hold it for the third segment so we can second shot it up well i, I want to know if the sister was a listener is that why she was was she like enamored by Ooh. i no, saw him in public then she would know that he was married really? yeah you gotta right. take your shot People don't you no. take your shot, right? no none of our listeners <laughs> no. are those kind of girls no, 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 yeah. they're not. <laughs> i just don't think that, that girls and women who listen to this show are that are that kind of that's fair. I, I am girl. going to assume she didn't notice my ring. It's not like we were like standing it's, by each other. You know, I was like pumping it's actually a camouflage yeah. ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Hold have your hand in the, the gas pump. Yeah. Okay, look at the camera. It's a camouflage it, rubber. Yeah. It's a rubber ring. That's then why. You look it's at my hidden. wife's ring and you can tell the difference here. Yeah. Okay, well, it's t- apparently time for me to get him a real ring. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. not rubber. <laughs> no, I like the rubber. Okay. Yeah. All right, so our first story, we should get to a headline. 
besides this one. Uh, this face app thing that's going around, right? Mm, there's boy. a new there's a new face filter for people. The most recent one in the past was the one that would turn uh, people into the the appearance of an opposite gender. You guys remember that a couple months ago, right? Yep. You make yes. women look a man, man look a woman. Well, this one now uh, from the same app is an old person filter. But this one's actually like really effective. It's good. Like it looks really good. It's yeah. frighteningly good. It, it's real sharp. And there's been celebrities using it. Like I saw Drake used it, and the Jonas Brothers had an Instagram post about it that made them all look like 80. And it's really charming and fun. It's one of the social media things everybody picks up. But this article here is pointing out that FaceApp is owned by a company that's a, might be a little sketchy. And it's it's kind of hinting that the data used in this app, like, you don't really know where it's going, so let me get into it. Uh, FaceApp is owned by a, a company called Wireless Lab. It's a company out of Russia. The point out of this is, is that companies in Russia often are required to give their data to the Russian government. That doesn't happen in the U.S., at least we don't think. Um, but over there, that's something that happens. That, that data gets passed on to other parties who might have other ways of using it. And despite what some people might think, Taking a photo of your face and tagging it with your location and sending it to somebody in another country is arguably a dangerous thing. And that's what this article is getting at, that you don't really know where your data is going. Something that might seem insignificant or small, that can have bigger ramifications, especially in these apps that use location tagging and have access to your texts and contacts or who knows what else. I know it sounds like a, a crazy conspiracy theory mm -hmm. thing, but I just want to see what you guys think about this, how we feel. Okay, well, I failed to it, so go to my camera, Matt, and you see my, you oh. see my old picture. Oh my god, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody go look well, at it. It's my old picture. Yeah. What do you think about that, that. Hannah? Hannah. Yeah. Hannah. You want a sugar Still interested? You want a sugar daddy? Just, just text her the photo. Yeah. 60 year old Heath. That's so, right. So, you know why I really didn't care, even though I knew I did this and I knew about this and, and the data stuff? Everything about my data is out there already. Like, yeah. it's like, I mean, if you have a smartphone with any app on there, your data is being shared with people and everything anywhere. Like, and, and I heard a very good, um, like, um, uh, explanation, which was interesting is. You know our data and, and stuff like that. When uh, when you use your Google Maps or your Waze or your any of these things that that you know those are just variances. I think a lot of people use for directions, right? Either your data is there or they're going to charge you for it, right? So a lot of times it's um, what's the trade-off? Would you you know there's a lot of things you use for free that they do it by your data. Now there are also the conflicts and talks around is our data worth more than what those are now, and, and who knows where that goes. But that could yeah. go on a whole other tangent. I just honestly I was like I don't care. I think if, it was funny and everything <laughs> has my data anyways. I mean and and because I have a smartphone, so it's all yeah. out there, so I could care less. Well, that's a, that's a good thing to remember is if something is free, then you're the product, yes, right? Like correct. that's that's all yes. there is to it. Say right. that again. If for something is free, back. you are the product. <laughs> right. It is not you're not give, being gifted something. You are the one that's uh, or you are what's being sold. Right. Well, and that's what Facebook is too. Anyway, sure. right? I mean, that's the, mm -hmm. the whole social media. And I had a, a heart to heart with a photographer who I'd done some, you know, pictures for the family with, and she was like, "So what? You know, what are you printing them off? Are you doing an album? What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm posting them to Facebook." <laughs> and she's like, "Yes." And then and then what's going to happen when they take those photos? Or you know, they own yeah. those, and the right. mediums will change. And 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 you should be printing off and enjoying those memories now, not just you know placing them on the internet and so now i've been trying to get better about 
you know, actually <laughs> printing off those memories, knowing that, okay, yes, I am their product, right? I've agreed to be Facebook's product, and I mm. post those cute pictures of Brighton on there, but also to kind of take some for myself. But when it comes to a second shot, I liked um, the, the second shot that you brought up, Zach. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a really millennial thing, not to be generational about it, but, like, what what he said is exactly how I feel. Like, privacy is, is just feels like a wash to some of us who yes. have been born like in a certain time period and and I remember my parents saying hey listen this stuff is important you don't know where it's going you don't know who's watching that stuff at the time I was like oh what do you guys know hey, you know you don't know how, how the internet works but you don't know anything about it but ultimately like it, it is important to remember that yeah all of this goes somewhere and you never know how one little action can have an effect later you never know how taking a photo of your face and running it through a filter can go somewhere and what that's worth to somebody and how it might get used. And when you download an app because it's popular and you use it, you don't know what kind of ramification that'll have. And I think that applies to a lot of life. You never know how one little thing you do or one little comment you say or one action or a sigh like will ultimately affect other people. How somebody will think of you or perceive you differently. I'm, I'm reminded of our conversation, I guess it was last week, about the ice cream, right? Uh -huh. And about how we just don't spend enough time paying attention to what's around us and whenever something like this pops up where it's like oh it's a free app i can just get it real quick and take a quick picture i post it it means nothing to us really but we don't we don't take five seconds to think okay what is really happening here what's going on here like who's getting this information where is it going um if that's something that you care about you know it's it, it might be worth the time to spend a little time thinking about your surroundings and thinking about your actions of what you're doing so I'm going to flip the script on this and maybe make it in like a, a maybe a positive light in terms okay. of like mm -hmm. each little thing making a difference. And this is yeah, maybe this will be helpful for somebody. I don't know. Um, but I used to think about the shows like, you know, when there's just days at work when you just really want to mail it in, like it's been a week, you didn't sleep the night before, you, you know, something's going on at home or you didn't eat well and you just are like, I need to have that sort of sweatpants day or like the day where I just go through the motions. Yes. And here's what I reminded myself every single time I was going on the air in the mindset of, I just want to mail it in. Like that could be the day that the big executive is watching and, yeah. and is ready to take you off to the Today Show. Or that could be the day that your future husband's watching. I mean, that could be the day where your boss is coming in and saying, like, who is really valuable here and who is really bringing it day in, day out. You just don't know when that day is going to be. One day I did know that Rupert Murdoch was in town. Oh. And I feel like I... I sort of brought it extra that day because <laughs> <laughs> he he was the main boss of the company, not just because, right. you know of the company that I was working for at the time. But um, it was just a reminder, even in that moment, like okay, well, you need to pretend like whoever is watching every single time you're on the air, um, because I think we're all inclined. We're like, you know, I think about oh, I just want you know, I, I know what the scripts are. Maybe on the commercial break, I'm gonna like look at people.com and read the celebrity gossip. I mean. <laughs> Maybe you men don't relate to me on this, but you know, there are those little things that you're just like, oh, I just want to have kind of some selfish time yeah. at work, but you just don't know when that project or that presentation or that thing that you're doing is going to be the point that truly changes your career. And right. you know, one of the things that I think about too is when. Uh, when you have processes in your business or, or in anything, there's a lot of times if you're doing something over and over repetitive that you, you'll, you'll, you'll kind of get in a hurry and maybe skip a lot of uh, steps to, to try to get to the end of it. And a lot of people do that with those little things, right? And, and that how massively 
much that can come back to bite you. So, for instance, in sales, you know, one of the big things we, we tell people is like, look, sit down with your discovery and ask these questions. We have it all laid out for somebody, right? Sometimes they'll go in there and ask that first or two questions and they, like, get, like, the, the stuff they – the way they answer it and what they tell us is like, oh, this is perfect. This is going to be a good group. We're going to be able to get this because yeah. we can we can fix these issues they have. So they'll just basically kind of skip it and try to – Instead of what our process is, is setting that second appointment, tell them you're going to come back with it all, try to go straight into it because, like, we got this is a lay down. And if they don't ask those other three or four questions, um, asking if, um, you know, there's certain competitors in there and um, who their agent is, and be, they may find out that their agent for that other deal is their cousin. And it's like, you skip that piece, and that was oh, something you sure, massively sure. needed to know that you're not going to get that business now. Sure. And so part of your process, as I see happen with a lot of people, like like it's basically repetitive of what you all are saying, but almost just in the business sales side, mm-hmm. is your process is you have it, and the little things in your process are important. You can't skip them. You can't skip from step one to like step eight, because even though sometimes you get re- it's all repetitive and you think, oh, I don't need to go through that. No, they're there for a reason. You do. The little things in every process that you do, um, how you react to it, and if you're paying attention to those things, and like you said, and, and you never know when that time with that one customer you're with, it could be that person that offers you something that you're totally looking for, and if you don't show up being your best, you're going to be in trouble. So pay attention to the little things. Actually get into that, and you're going to be different from everybody else. So we'll be back in a minute for the second segment of Second Shot. makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today is the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success written by none other than myself. Thank you. Love you. And go pick it up today. Stop. Go now. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. I feel like we just got right back into the swing of things, just like, you know, super easy, just like, boom, there we were. We're pros. Right That's right. Mm. You know what? A hundred and something episodes it. in. It was like, it's like <laughs> we finally get, got it. We're getting this thing down now, slowly but surely. Yeah, we are in the flow. Dadgummit. And Jenny and Brighton were like gone. I, I got to tell you, this is, you know, it, like the remembrance of the single days is something like I'd never want to go back to. <laughs> you know, like like Jenny and Brighton were gone for like a week to Coeur d'Alene and I was going out of my mind. I'm like, like you know, there's those times and it's just like stuff's everywhere, you know, Brighton's screaming everywhere. It's like, oh, so I'm quiet and you get like, but like whenever they're like, like you gone, want some quiet time. And you get like yeah. two hours of it and you're going, I literally cleaned the house. I did everything in the yard and I'm sitting there going... Charlie, do you want to go to the dog park? <laughs> I'm living that right now. My wife is down in Houston visiting her mom, uh-huh. and she's only been gone for a day. She literally left yesterday morning. <laughs> you had and when one I morning got, without her. When I got home last night, I yeah, I got home. I ate a sad sandwich on my own because I didn't have anybody you know that I was going <laughs> to have dinner with. Possibly yeah. cook yes. for himself. No, well, 
No, I, I couldn't. No. Um, that's I made a grilled cheese, so I I I, right. I did well Some enough. Some effort. Um, but then, but yeah. did you do your life hack? I did do my life hack. I always do my life hack on <laughs> oh, on, yeah. on the Remember? on the grilled cheese. Yeah, it's a little mayonnaise, mayonnaise on the grilled cheese. Absolutely, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a real thing. Yeah. Um, so I had that, and then yeah, about thirty minutes later, I was just sitting there on the couch saying, I don't know what to do. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> even if we weren't doing something, like even if we weren't doing something, we were at least you know in the same room together and talking and things like that. So it did feel suddenly very quiet in the house. Yeah, I I, I really. You know, I was like, you, you, if you ever try to leave me, I'm going with you. You know, it's just, <laughs> crazy. It's, it's not, I, <laughs> right. I, I, I like it. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't like sitting there with just Charlie. Oh, well, it was very I strategic like on, on <laughs> our part. Mine and Brighton's were like, let's take our chaos elsewhere right. and see, see who can handle it and then see who misses it. And I'm glad yeah. you so, missed our you chaos. Jenny's right. mom didn't have like little raspberry bushes and everything in their backyard. And like Jenny's FaceTime me, Brighton's running around just picking raspberries out of the backyard and eating uh. them. And she's like loving them. She's like more, more, and she's just picking them off on everything where they literally have no raspberries left. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, she's gonna come back here and like go back there and like pick a leaf off and try to eat <laughs> it or something. You need to plant like, some. You yeah, plant some she back just there. learned that. We don't have the nature oasis in our backyard no. here in Texas. No, <laughs> that we do in Idaho. No, it's too hot. Well, speaking of, I don't actually have a good segue for this one. So our next episode. Our next segment. <laughs> That's okay. I couldn't have anything. Uh, so this study came out. Two in three Americans regret their college degrees, while most Americans believe that a college degree is a key to success. Uh, over the last 40 years, that's been a thing. New research is showing that people maybe aren't feeling that way so much. According to a new survey by Payscale, roughly two-thirds of American employees reported having misgivings about their college degree. Uh, it has some implications for how people feel about higher education as a whole, but I'm not sure if that's what we're getting into here, but I just want to see how you guys feel about that. Two out of three. That's a 66% satisfaction rate for something that costs an awful lot of money. Am what I, what am, do we think? Am I the only one out of us four without a degree? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Arguably the most successful in the room. So, <laughs> so that means it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. He went for like a second. Right. <laughs> well, so I, um, I've got a couple of second shots on this one. And this new one just kind of dawned on me. I had an idea of what I wanted to talk about. And then it just made me think about how, like, us going to, uh, first of all, I do believe in higher education in whatever way that comes. Blanket statement. Blanket statement. Yes. Mm -hmm. Heath and I may argue about that no, behind the scenes. No, no, we both believe, <laughs> we both believe in education. Yes. I have troubles with the institutional education sure. system that currently is, but I believe in education. I got where I am because of an education. I educated myself, I studied, I learned everything there was about it. Education is key. Right. The institutional education, in my opinion, is all about money these days in a lot of ways and so i could go off on a so yeah so, so we so all could, yeah. when we talk about this we you know all follow this thing where we go to high school and where are you going to college and it's sort of the thing that everybody does and i personally do not have a problem with that but when i take a second shot at this article it makes me think had we been individual independent critical thinkers about what we want and be knowing ourselves well, maybe not all of the people, some, maybe some of those people would have waited to go to college or they would have gone to college that's, that, uh, you know, in an area that more suits them because some of the people in that study were upset because they felt like 
they didn't go to school for the right thing. Mm -hmm. Some of the people felt like they went to the wrong school, the wrong type of school, and some of the people felt like it was a ripoff. So yeah. if, if, you know, I just think we have to be cautious about doing something just because everybody is doing it. So that's in the broader sense, not necessarily just in the college sense, because that's where we have regrets. When we do something because someone else thought we should, suggested we should, or because we were trying to impress these other people with what we are doing. What's funny is what I had planned, I totally just changed too because it hit me just like it did you, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and what I thought was it's like a, it's all about expectations, right? Um, and, and a lot of these people are sour on it because they had expectations that they were going to pay this outrageous amount of money, get out and have jobs falling mm. at their feet. Mm -hmm. right. And the colleges sell that, right? That, that's what they sell. Um, so and, and that didn't happen for a lot of people. They paid a lot of money for it. They're still paying for it. And so they don't feel like it was worth it. If proper expectations were set, things can change. And I think a lot of us do this in our life, personal life. And in businesses, I see a lot of businesses that will frustrate me is when people give improper expectations, right? They, they, they tell me it'll be done by Friday when they know there's a really good chance it's not going to be done by Wednesday. And then they get that, that's what gets me mad. And mm -hmm. it's like if you just come out and tell the truth and set the expectations, it's always better to come in ahead of what you said versus the latter, right? And so one thing that I in, – in, in a good story I heard the other day that is a perfect example of this of how – you know, you can think about it psychologically in your head of why something like this would bother you is um, Robin Williams, um, when they uh, come to him about the Ala about Aladdin, you know, Aladdin was not Aladdin, right? It was just the thing they had done. Sure. You know, he, you know, they, they made him an offer of, you know, I think it was like $200,000 to do the voice. And, and um, he had like young kids and this was going to be one of his first ones. So he's like, oh, cool. My kids will hear my voice on it, whatever. And he did it, right? And it was like. He got paid like 200 grand. He, he kind of set the deal. He was 100% fine. Everybody mm -hmm. knew about it. Well, Aladdin is probably one of the top <laughs> grossing, um, you know, movies of all time, right? It went on to gross over the next year over two to $300 million in the world, not including what now if you tallied it up, right? Robin Williams then sued because he was mad because he wanted more money. Okay, mm. but and the ex because the expectation, but he he wasn't holding to his original expectation. To, to his original yeah. expectation, right? And so now Disney came back and paid him like a million dollars because they wanted to keep him happy, but they didn't have to. But you know, if you think about it, if you if you look at something and go, if if I tell you I'm going to give you a penny, um, and but you know that I got ten more, and you think that's my only penny. Or if you knew I had 10 more, you're going to be like, why didn't you give me two pennies, right? And so it's that psychological thing that you want to set proper expectations kind of for yourself and know that when you do something, no matter what happens after that, it goes. And or if you're in business and or with your kids or with your wives and you're just like, oh, not spending enough time with me, not doing this, you've got to set better expectations. The proper expectations up front, I always believe in, If you, it's 10 times better. To under promise and over deliver than it is the latter. I, I also oh, think sure. I also think people should um, recognize whenever they're in that situation where they had expectations and they're now not being met and how can they change their attitude on this like these people who regret college right now are they thinking of it simply as a A to B like I went to college and I don't have the job that I want therefore I'm disappointed because if you look at my life nothing I did post college arguably has anything to do with uh, like I could have done it without college right mm -hmm. Wait, um, what was your degree or what did my degree was in print journalism okay that's right that's um, right same but, but i started out at the bottom on radio and it, and you know i started out handing out t-shirts in radio two years after i graduated so 
I could have done that right out of high school and still and found a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that, and I, I could look at that and, and be like, gosh, I wasted a lot of time in college. I, you know, I, I was lucky enough to go in and I had scholarships and I made it out without having too much debt. But I, 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 I do, I, that could have been four years that I spent working on whatever. Um, but I, the, I look at it instead of I gained a lot of skills in college. I met a lot of people. I did a lot of things outside of simply my coursework that has benefited me throughout my life. A long-lasting impact. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if I simply look at it like I got a degree from a, from a good school and I'm not, you know, I'm not making millions of dollars, that that's that's fair. But I, I can also say like I got a lot out of it, even if it wasn't exactly what I thought it might be. But what I see from you is a total mindset shift because two right. people could come out with that exact same experience, and somebody could still be bitter all these years yeah. later. Loans are paid off, and they're still so mad that they you know made oh, that sure. decision to go to that school. So I mean, yeah, I guess if you're somebody who's who's really feeling that it's like you know what here's the here's the challenge you got to move forward because the the money has been spent the you know you spent the time keep up the friendships and enjoy the stuff you did learn but you're you're that type of person though that is going to be blaming everybody for anything those type of people that aren't looking for any because you know what i mean look i i I hear people like you and your college experiences and and you know the game days and all that like and i didn't get to experience that and Mm -hmm. and and I don't regret it. However, that is, um, I'm jealous of that because I think that would have been a, a really fun, cool experience to get involved with, right? And I'm jealous of the fact that you owned a company while I was still a <laughs> freshman <laughs> in college. <laughs> now, and and I, I think that a lot of times, it, like you said, like you just get insane, was like Matt's mindset on it versus Key. some of the others is, is, is a big difference, you know? Um, what is your thoughts, Zach? Well, I, I think I kind of land with Matt. I actually had somebody ask me uh, a long time ago, just after I got out of college, actually, I had a, a 16-year-old kid asked me. They said, hey, you're out of college. You have this kind of cool gig, right? You work in podcasting and stuff. Was it worth it? Was it Because I'm thinking about going to school, and I don't know if it's worth taking on this much debt to do this thing. And I was like, well, funny story. Directly, I would argue no, it wasn't worth it. Sitting in geology class and, and, and spending a lot of money to learn about minerals, like ultimately... Most of that information I won't use, but indirectly, junior year, I'm in a film school and I got to do a project. So I, I met this one kid who knew somebody who knew somebody else, and I end up getting a job in radio. None of that would have happened had I not gone to school. So indirectly, yeah, it was totally worth it. I wouldn't be yeah. who I am today without it. So it's tough for me to say, oh, I regret it. The money hurts, the time hurts, but like ultimately, that made me the person I am today. And I think. I'm pretty cool with who I am. So ultimately, it all worked out, I think. Hey, I, I, I look at it. I literally went to like three semesters at a junior college. And the connections from that alone, and I, some of my best friends that I'm literally best friends forever with, yeah. I met in those three semesters throughout. Yeah. throughout and, and that's something it's you can't even put ridiculous. a price on. Yeah. You, you can't put no, it. You, you cannot yeah. put a price tag on how valuable that that may be. Right. You know? And Jenny always talks about, she goes, you're the only person I know that went to like no college and everybody meet oh it's college friends college friends <laughs> when we were first dating you know and you're, you're meeting the friends and it's like oh who's this friend college friend I'm like you went to college for five minutes <laughs> and you have more college friends than, than anybody but I think that you know we've all kind of shown our own examples of just owning our story and you know yes we all could have done things differently yeah. but like to shift the mindset down the road um, only helps you 
Right. To I, look I also at what think, you appreciate. I also think if you're listening right now, or if you have a kid that's that's you know maybe about to go to college or thinking about it, like I think something that gets lost in in the college debate, especially now when there's all, there's talk about should college be paid for, should it be cheaper, whatever. Um, I, I I think it's important to recognize that if that's not your path, that doesn't have to be. You know, like there's trade school, there's anything else that you could go do. Um, college does not have to be for you. It, 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 and, and I think we should be more, as a culture, we should be more embracing of that. It's one of the things that I really like about some of the work that, that people do. I look at the sh- a show like like Dirty Jobs, which isn't on anymore, but like this was a show that was highlighting people who had very fulfilling lives, who were doing things that you might not think were uh, were very nice or, or very clean. But um, you know, it, it's 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 telling people, look, yeah, you don't have to go to college to have a good life. You know, you can you can do all sorts of stuff out there. But and, but the thing is, if you're with your kids, you will never get anywhere without being educated. Exactly. Whether that and that's not college. I'm not talking about just. Co- I'm talking about education. You have to be educated, which means that may be you putting the work in. And, and, and look, today, in today's world, you can self-study a lot of things. Yes. Okay, so like I, I believe without a doubt you're not like you're not going to get anywhere without education. You can't just show up and then not put any work in to learn a skill set or anything. I think that if we take a look at it and you know, it goes back to all the little things that lead up, you, you can't ever try to figure out where that's going to go. It's all, you know, you can only connect the dots backwards and not forwards, as Steve Jobs said. But we also got to look at setting proper expectations in our business life, in our personal life with people. If we're constantly having people upset with us or or not feeling like they got what they, they were told, it's because you're not setting the proper expectations. And I think if you'll take a look, step back and reevaluate the expectations you're putting out there, that it's better to maybe lose some business because you give a longer type of timeline than it is to get all that business and never hit the deadline and you have a whole lot of reviews that aren't very good on you. So set proper expectations. Education is key. We'll be back in a minute for the third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com. Dot com promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. There's not much more I love than all of the people that actually have left a rating and review. I love y'all more than everybody mm-hmm. else just saying. <laughs> oh, everybody. and yes, we have a new one. Yes. Thank goodness because you guys, the most recent one was from someone, Jay and Chondo. And I just, for the record, it was not me, but it must have been one of my parents. And it was kind of embarrassing because it's like, you know, we're sharing the podcast and it's like, oh, wow, really great oh, reviews. Jenny yeah. is reviewing herself. Wow. <laughs> what, I, you know, I didn't, uh, well, who's Jay and Chondo? There's one, well, maybe more people, like it might've gotten bumped down, but the top review when you went to the app was from Jay and Chondo. It was probably my mom, Jeanette, or my dad, Joe. And I was like, oh, I need other people to review. So it doesn't look like it's just this was it a five little star podunk review, show. That, oh, yes, it was. So it, it was it was, yeah. it was um, um, from Jay and Chondo. 
<laughs> but that's not Thanks, the most mom or something. I, I love how real this podcast is. Keep up the great work. I live. Uh, I love this podcast. It's fun, positive. Always learn something new, refreshing. Listening to positive conversation. Love the entire team: Jenny, Heath, Zach, and Matt. Oh, so, um, yeah, that's a that's kind of us a selfish plug because we know that that has to be one of your um, <laughs> yeah, like mom, dad, or something. But there is another one on top of it. New one. They come the next day. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. It's uh, best podcast. Heath and Jenny are so real and down to earth. Love listening to this podcast and all it has to offer from Dancer one 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 one. Oh, right. Dancer! Thank you, Dancer. Dancer. Rock it she out. must have started following if she saw Brighton's dancer saddle a little while back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brighton's a true star. That's right. Yeah. So. Please leave a rating review if you haven't. Or and, and you know what? Even more so, like just push the three little dots and like share this on your Facebook. Like when you're listening, if you liked it, like just share it with people. It, it helps in, in a lot of big ways. I mean, if you're getting benefit out of it, why not share that with everybody else? So it's much appreciated. And, and the video I, and versions I, as well. Yeah, the video versions, YouTube, Facebook, and, yeah. and Jenny has it releasing live on her Facebook as well. So. Um, I'm, I'm just kidding. I do love everybody equally, but I, I will love you maybe a little more like a if little you leave a rating review. Yeah, it's true. Rating more equally. And be the person. Yeah, be the person to share something positive online today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah be that person. That's a good. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's now, true. You got to tell us about what you're in because right now, as we speak, and in this week, as this is coming out, you you've got an awesome, uh, you got an awesome last minute deal. Yes. Okay. So the Rise Conference is something put on by Rachel Hollis and her company. She is she has a podcast called The Rise Podcast, which I just kind of started listening to as I've been getting ready to go to this conference. My friend Jamie Kern Lima, who is the founder of It Cosmetics, she just sold it for what a billion dollars. I think so. Yeah. So she's doing well. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so Jamie is together. now. Yes, we worked together at our very first news market in Kennewick, Washington. I anchored evenings. She anchored mornings. Um, she ended up creating it cosmetics, and I am here on this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, she is she's she's just an incredible woman. If you follow her on social media, you know what I'm talking about in terms of her sincerity and her kindness, and that is one thousand percent the person that she is in person as well. So she's speaking at this conference, but also gifted me a ticket to go to the conference um, with some of her friends. And it was like Heath and I we had a very busy three days planned, but we cleared everything except for this podcast recording so that I could go and finish going to it um, and hearing from the speakers to day is the health and wellness day which just like speaks to me that's in my zone in my domain and the most I just like so that I can add some value to everybody who's listening to this the most important thing I've heard so far at this day was that if you have a like a health or wellness concern or something that you do in your normal life but you're sort of embarrassed to do around other people or you um, don't want to inconvenience anybody so you sort of like let it slide don't do that like if you're allergic to dairy and you go to Thanksgiving and they're serving all dairy, bring your own food or let them know, or you know what I mean? Because it's like you're only compromising yourself. And this struck me because I'm so the person who does that. I'm the person who's like, okay, well, I, I enjoy this healthy eating that I do, but if I'm out with somebody else, I'll like succumb to peer pressure. And like how, uh, how grown up is that? It's not, it's not very grown up and it's not like owning what makes me feel good. Or if someone says, oh, well, you know, I'm planning on doing a workout because I know that makes me feel good. And someone says, oh, well, we're going to go have brunch and mimosas instead. Skip your workout. I'm kind of like, okay. So basically it's like, don't, don't, don't. Um, don't um, shortchange yourself. Don't shortchange yourself. Mm. And and I'm I mean I've worked in the fitness industry for 15 years and I'm still somebody who does this and I'm not really proud of that. But I got some good reinforcement on that. And certain people have medical concerns and things like that and reasons why they're following their their health journey. And um, so it was just a very good reminder to stay true to whatever it is that you need. 
what type of how many speakers and stuff? I mean, these oh were gosh. like these were like two thousand dollar tickets and stuff. I mean, yes. they were kind of insane. So it was pretty cool that that um, you you got that chance, and, and I'm very yeah. jealous. The yeah, the speaker lineup is insane. So it's um, Rachel, her husband Dave, um, Chris Chandler, um, Trent Shelton, um, Trent Shelton, Jen Hatmaker. Um, Jamie, my friend, who I'm excited to see her on the stage. You know, how it's it's interesting when you have somebody who you've known for a long time and you know them in a certain light, and then you're gonna you know see them on stage and light you know yeah, yeah motivating everybody. So I'm really excited is about it, that. Is it crazy to look back and remember those days and like literally she just built and sold a billion dollar company? I mean that that's like a big like that's <laughs> it's that's a big deal, massive. Very like, few people it, will do it, that. Is it is it different for you like it to like seeing her now and then? And I mean. I would say it's not it's not entirely a surprise. Certain people you meet them and you know that they are destined for success because of their work ethic and for her her kindness. Um, and I think what's particularly amazing about what she's done especially in the cosmetics industry is that like she never wavered. Mm-hmm. She's always been generous. She's always been kind. She's always been the person who does the right thing and does right by other people and and she's shared that message throughout her whole company and it really has changed the way that the cosmetic industry works because she like operates from a place of kindness not from a place of you need this makeup because you look terrible you know what and the thing it's, it's more of a it's coming from a wholesome place yeah and you know what's sad is that the thing is is a lot of these people that are these brash like uh that you got to be cutthroat to make a big business mm-hmm. type thing the reason why people hear of them more because they're usually the loudest people in the room and 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 unfortunately for people like a jamie like i all, all i know is what you've told me about her and and that it, that's the type of person though that i want spread out more that is like mm-hmm. you know i'm you, you don't have to be a shrewd cutthroat you know i win you lose person it's that you know i'm gonna shoot to win and i can bring everybody winning with me and be kind and be generous and actually be a good person you know like right that can happen and just because you hear more of the other that's because they're such loud mouths you know and it's like and people sure. like hmm. her don't get as much of in that highlight because of uh, which she is now just I mean she is now when they when they sold the company now she's became pretty big and I, mean, I hope she continues to get uh, oh she will she'll continue to inspire people because and I think back on like okay like 15 years ago she was the one who she hosted Thanksgiving at her house you know with all of us you know at our first little jobs kind of like barely making it by and, and she was coming in there and saying everyone come to my house you know I'll cook for you and come and share in whatever I can put together and you bring what you can put together she was the kind of person who I was doing this fitness competition and um, when you would do fitness competitions back in the day, you would like highlight and contour your body so it looked a certain way on stage. And she had this eyeshadow, and she's like, I think um, she had done a fitness competition. She said, I think you need this eyeshadow to put on your body for this. Fit. She's the kind of person, meet me Saturday morning at 5 a.m. at this you know, intersection. I'll bring you this thing and teach you how to do it. Yeah. You wow. know, like that's the kind of person that she is. And I think sometimes people think you have to be so selfish in order to have success. And she was never that person. Well, mm-hmm. the, good, the good thing is maybe not next episode, but the episode after that, you'll have finished the conference and all that you can give us a lot more insight to it all. And I think you had a question you wanted to kind of start adding at the end of them, right? Yes. So I'm going to do audition this. You guys let me know what you think. One question at the end of every mm-hmm. episode that we'll answer. And then we will let uh, our audience answer. So in the second shot group, go in, in the and second answer. shot Facebook. group. So today's question is, what is your biggest regret? <laughs> oh, wow. And now I'm bringing everything way wow. down. I, I, can, well, I think we can learn I, from I, that. I can start this off very easily because it came okay. very quickly to my mind. Okay. My biggest regret, in, in all sincerity, is I did not dream big enough. And, and I know that sounds very corny, but I, I'll tell you, when I go back, 
it was I had such small stepping stones that, that because I could only see so far, right? Like, I mean, I, I could only think that, man, if I could ever make 100,000 a year or, or if I could ever make this kind of an impact. And, and, and I quickly got all of those things so fast. And then it was like I lost – I was kind of in a, a plateau moment, for so many momentum. years because I just – it was hard to see myself past that aspect, right? Like, so, uh, babe, I, your life is not over. No, I know, I know, no, no, but I, but, I, but, and I've, and because I have reset that to mm-hmm. to realize. But if I would have started that way, it could be even more. So I, I honestly, uh, I, I, I regret just not dreaming even bigger, thinking even bigger earlier, and and not letting it caught up. I mean, I obviously don't lose sleep over it, but I mean, it just that isn't an immediate regret that comes to I me. I hear that. What about you? I'm having Zach? a tough time thinking. Okay, what about you, Matt? <laughs> Sorry, Matt, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think mine. Um, I guess maybe similar to Heath's. I my biggest regret is that I didn't um, go out on my own uh, early enough. Okay. Or, or uh, sooner. Uh, I think I think about all the time that I spent. I mean, again, going back to our college discussion, college was great for me. But when I came home, I didn't really know what to do. I kind of had these dreams of like maybe I can get into this or that, and uh, it ended up with me just sort of puttering around and taking little small jobs here or there, and not thinking about um, taking the chances that could have led me to a different path. Um, and relying on my parents maybe a little bit longer than I should have uh, because they were willing and they were nice mm-hmm. and they said, you know, we want you to do what you want to do. But I, I wouldn't say I took advantage of that, but I definitely allowed that uh, to let me uh, just spend a little bit more time fiddling around when I could have gotten towards things sooner. And on the other end of that, you know, when, when I could see my time in radio was probably coming to an end, I didn't take uh, the chances soon enough and mm-hmm. I kind of got comfortable and I said well I'll just see where this goes when I could have made a bold manu- bold step and done something different so right. yeah those that's are my honest I, that's super honest and I I think that's awesome that you're able to share it I think I got one real quick okay yes, I, yes, yes, yes. Time. Uh, I think I, I had trouble valuing my my own self-worth people telling me that you know if I was doing a freelance gig for somebody oh you could charge double what that is you don't understand like the value of your skills and what you're doing and and I just have always I think I still kind of struggle with that to, to, to say hey uh, this thing I'm doing is worth this much I'm worth this mm. because I'm me and I look in the mirror and I'm like I've done this every day I know what I, I think I know what I'm about and struggling to see myself the way other people see me um, that self-realization has been a real challenge for me we're here to remind you. Thank you. Yeah. Charge yeah. that rate. <laughs> Mine's super easy and super recent and probably will not be the biggest regret of my life, but I have one immediate regret that is what even made me think of this question, and it was that when we were at Rough Creek Lodge, that place Heath and I went to, did we tell the story about Chip and Joanna know. on the podcast? Oh. I don't think we did. You guys. And if anyone has connections to Chip and Joanna, <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Um, so... We're at this uh, family vacation. We're at, you know, seated at dinner. Heath goes, "Oh my goodness, Chip and Joanna Gaines are right next to us." I mean, right next to us, right, right, like, like as close like, as um, all of us two, right now. Two feet really? away. Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm hyperventilating. I'm freaking out because in my mind, I have a show that I want to pitch to their network because they just started it's, their own. Network. Oh, they're, they're starting their own network. It's like launching uh, next year." And I have tried to Google. Yeah, (laughs) I I think Second Shot would do great on their network. Um, I've tried to Google like who's their producer, who do you find? Who I have I've been unable to find out who it is. And then here they are sitting at the table next to us. And then Brighton goes over to their daughter because she's obsessed with babies. babies, and she is like baby, baby, baby. So we have this cute moment. They were like, oh, she's so cute. And I was like, 
it's Chip and Joanna. Awkwardly, not complimenting them, not telling them how much I love their show, nothing. I'm just awkward and weird. Um, and so then Joanna leaves with the kids. Chip stays, gets some photos with people. I continue to do nothing. I continue to not say, hey, who should I contact to pitch this show? Because it was like that weird thing of, I don't want to interrupt him. It's a family thing. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be seem self-serving. But it was like, I didn't even have the confidence to pay them a compliment. To yeah. say, hey, you're, you know what? You're great. Because even, you know, the most famous people, I'm sure love to hear that their work is impacting somebody. Sure. And it doesn't hurt him to say, yeah, here's the email of like the, you know, the uh, assistant that's working on that. So anyway, I, I deeply regret not having the confidence to go over there and just be like, hi, I'm Jenny. I've got a show idea. And I think it'd be great for your network. So that's that. If you guys know where they are, <laughs> tell me and I will go find them and I will tell them my little show Second idea. Second shot army. Get, yeah. get to headhunters. Where can they find you? JennyAnchando.com and at the front of you know uh, their place in Waco. <laughs> uh, at AppleZacintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash groups slash second shot. Come tell us what you think of this question. Also, watch the episode on YouTube and check out Heath's old photo in the first segment because that was <laughs> tremendous that was and I don't want to forget one. Uh, you can find me Matt Stoker one on Instagram. I get he, tagged in all the second shot stuff. So yeah, and he folks at Ignorance on Fire Second Shot Facebook group, SecondShotCast at Gmail with any questions or anything you have, and leave us a rating review. Share this with your friends. I love you. We'll see you next time.